Welcome to episode number 17 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I write a bi-weekly column for the Geek Embassy about Game of Thrones. I have also been in the game industry for a very, very, very long time. I am joined by uh, Regina McMenemy, who is also a geeky mom and is head geek at the Geek Embassy. Hey, Regina. Hey. And then, as always... Joined by our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming and the father of three kids. Hey, Stephen. Uh, you forgot a few varies on that very, very long time in the oh, gaming industry. Okay. There was only yeah. like two. I think we need at least. I mean, I'm just editing. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I think we need at least two more. Um, at least two more. <laughs> at least two. I'm doing great. I okay, am completely employed again. Um, and, uh, I'm playing Pokemans. Right. And, uh, so everything's, I'm, I, things are, things are looking up. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Holiday is coming up here. Um, if you're, I don't know if we have listeners overseas or not, but if you are overseas and it's Thanksgiving coming up this week, uh, here in the States, which is the, um, Somebody was tweeting about this. Like somebody from England is moving to states like next week, and she's like, "I'm missing like what is supposedly the best holiday ever because I'm moving next week." (laughs) So anyhow, (laughs) um, so you know, it, it it is it's generally a good holiday. You know, anytime where you have to spend lots of time with family that you're not crazy about makes things stressful um but we'll see should be good we have a your favorite thing sucks thanksgiving edition oh by the time this comes out nice (laughs) she just roasted the holiday and i have to say it's kind of hilarious so great awesome awesome check it out (laughs) yeah (laughs) um all right so i think i'm gonna start off here um on a sad note uh, if you yeah. have been hiding under a rock, uh, then you wouldn't. I, I don't understand how anybody could start, not we're know. Start, we're going to start on a sad note, but I'm going to be yeah. super sarcastic and cynical. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Way so, to be somber. <laughs> well, you said you were crying, right? <laughs> I mean, no, it really. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, all right, say it. And then we'll, we'll talk about all right. So, uh, Stanley, um, who is a creator of about a bazillion comic book characters, um died unfortunately last week he was 95 years old this isn't a crazy surprise i mean we knew that this was coming the man was 95 but still um definitely sad he's made such a huge contribution to pop culture in general Mm -hmm. in so many different ways it's not even like geeky pop culture it's just pop culture in general Mm -hmm. because almost everybody um Superheroes, well, I wouldn't say almost everybody, with the exception of like the big ones like Wonder Man, Batman, Superman, which are DC properties. Stanley basically created everybody else, uh, which is insane. <laughs> More or less. Everyone yeah. knows someone that he made. Yes. I think that's the way yes. that I heard it described is everybody under, everyone knows someone who he is responsible for. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, the, the, I mean, he made Spider Man, yes. Like, right. that's, yeah. a, you know, it's, he he touched a lot of lives, and mm-hmm. you know my my sister and I were talking about this on the phone. You know the day after, mm-hmm. um, I called her and I was driving into work, um, and uh, somebody you know on her uh, Facebook wall had described it as like 
we all kind of lost like that crazy grandpa. Mm, Yeah. That did cool stuff that did really cool stuff, but we didn't see all that often. It told really Um, great stories. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like the dude we only saw, you know, around the holidays and always had a lot of fun when he was there. Like that's really, you know, that hit me. Um, I did not. I, I. I mean, you're right. This was not a surprise, right? Because he's ninety, he's freaking ninety five years old. Like, yeah. and he had had some health scares, and um. So like, we we all were kind of like the entire nerd world has had a few scares, right? Like when he yeah. was in the hospital and stuff. So we were kind of ready. And I'll be honest, I did not expect it to hit me the way that it did. And um, the yeah. I mean, it, he is responsible for you know, a lot of the, I mean, he's responsible for a lot of characters that make me like superheroes. I mean, I am not yeah. a DC guy, right? So like specifically I'm a Marvel guy and specifically I'm an Avengers guy and he yeah. made a bunch of those dudes or was yep. heavily involved in a lot of them. So, I mean, and I especially like Spider-Man. I mean, realistically mm-hmm. that night, I, all I wanted to do was play Spider-Man yeah, um, and just swing around New York. And, um, you know, I mean, this is, it was, I mean, it was really hard. And I'm sure, I mean, you guys have, I'm sure have your stories too. I mean, the, yeah. the one, it, it really impacted me more than I expected. And it definitely reminded me that I'm just going to be real. When Miyamoto goes, I'm going to need bereavement time. Like, oh, yes. I'm not going to work for days. Like, I don't know that I'll be able to. Um, and um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, how'd you guys take it? Uh It was, it was okay. I mean, I'm not like, I mean, I, I like the Avengers and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not like crazy. Like, Oh my God, I didn't read comics books when I was growing up. So I'm not like, like besides wonder, wonder woman is the superhero that I'm in love with. And um, her creator is already dead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I was, um, I was in the Bahamas. I hadn't been checking Facebook that much when I was there because I was on vacation <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a place that's like nice weather. I was like, why should I shouldn't really be looking at my phone all the time? But we had just gotten out of dinner um, in this place in Atlantis called Marina Village. It's this cute little fake village <laughs> of little shops and restaurants. Uh, but it's neat. It's got a cool little vibe. And I, you know, brought Facebook up on my phone. And that was like the first thing that popped up in my feed. And I was like, <gasps> and then I pointed my phone at Isaac and I'm like, oh my God, you know, and he's not terribly expressive about lots of things. So he was sort of like, mm, you know, so, I mean, we didn't take it like super hard. It's just kind of a more of like, oh man, that sucks. But at the same time, you know, he was old. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, I mean, he lived longer yeah. than lots of people do. So, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was one of my first thoughts, too, actually, was because his wife died, what, about a year ago? I think so. Yeah. And so I I thought when his wife died, I I didn't think he would. He would go much longer after his wife died, because when you've been married to someone for <laughs> 60 years yeah. <laughs> I think what it was um, losing that person can be pretty devastating especially when you're both that elderly yeah um, so I kind yeah. of expected that he was going to come it was going to come not long after she passed so my first thought was that I was thankful that he was able to go on for a while after she died mm-hmm. um, and that he was able to see I, it would have been more satisfying for me if he saw the next Avengers movie. Um, oh. 
come out. Like I'm yeah. really sad that he wasn't able to be here for that because that's like a big, you know, it's going to be a big closure, whatever way yeah. it goes and whatever happens, that's going to be a big closure. And so I was kind of sad that he missed that, but yeah. to, be able to have seen kind of the resurgence in comic books that we've had in the last decade, I think is a real blessing. And he got to see his creations take on another life. Mm -hmm. um, with the movies and be treated well because not all creators get their materials treated well by Hollywood. Right. So, yeah. Um, we we're having a discussion about this over the weekend and I was talking about how a long time ago I came to the decision that, you know, books and movies need to be different things and you can't mm -hmm. really, you know, note for note transcribe a, a book to a movie. Right. And we were talking specifically about Harry Potter and I said mm -hmm. the I didn't like the first two movies because they were so were heavy note for note. Yeah. on hitting all of the plot points because everybody yeah. knew them so well. And that really didn't do it for me because it was just like jagged. The story ended up becoming too jagged. Mm -hmm. And then I was always more enamored once I got to like the third movie where they started making the movies in the spirit of yeah. the original, where they were more, they took a little bit more leeway with the story. Yeah. Um, and he got to see a cinematic universe be created that was truly in the spirit of his creation. Yeah. And I think that that's an amazingly powerful thing. So I'm thankful that he got to experience so much of it, that we had so many cameos. I'm hoping they still have right. a few, you know, that they were planning for. Yeah. So they have a few kind of like stashed away so we can still see them. Yeah. I remember seeing uh, Carrie Fisher on the screen in, um, um, the Last Jedi and not realizing how hard it was going to hit me at that moment um, to see her on the big screen again and I anticipate that that will be the same with whatever next cameo or yeah uh, the event in the next Avengers yeah the next the, Avengers the whole theater is going to tear up <laughs> yeah it's gonna it's gonna yeah it's gonna yeah. be and it actually makes me want to see the Avengers the next Avengers on opening night so that I don't have to <sighs> survive trolls and spoilers <laughs> right yeah yeah <clears throat> so so that sucks but again wonderful person who contributed so much to entertainment as we know it um and uh we'll definitely be missed Man, he was amazing we saw him at um a rose city comic-con mm-hmm full of piss and vinegar man and he, <laughs> he couldn't hear so the person who um like was the moderator with the audience had to sit like right next to him and like re you know say all the questions from the audience mm -hmm. to him but one guy got up there i probably told the story before it's my favorite stanley moment one guy got up there and was like well, why didn't you make thor redheaded when in the mythologies he's red ha he has red hair and he looked and he listens to the question and he looked and he, he scowled at her, which I was like, don't scowl at her. She's not asking this question. And then he <laughs> turned to like wherever the mic was. And he's like, I do not write history. <laughs> this might come as a surprise to you, but I don't write history. <laughs> and that was the end of it. And the whole audience just was clapping for him. Uh, like, controlled Stan Lee in the middle of a convention. What are you doing? Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so funny. Yeah. So funny. So, this is big news. This is the biggest news we've had in a little bit. Yeah. Sony is skipping E3 and not skipping in the way that like EA and Microsoft have been quote unquote skipping. Sony is not doing anything. They will not be on the show floor. They will not have a press conference. They will not have any event of any kind uh, during next year's E3. Um, 
which I've been saying for a long time that E3's days are very numbered, but to have someone completely just opt out, opt out of the event in every way, shape, or form, and someone as big as Sony to do that. I mean, whether or not, like, I'm sure they have the reasons. I think, Stephen, you mentioned on Facebook, they just don't have anything to show yeah. or to say, uh, which makes sense for them not to just show up and, you know, disappoint everybody. Punk, right, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, but still, it's like, yeah, E3 is... So I have a counterpoint. Okay. A- I'm, I'm sure you did. I was I'm prepared for this. <laughs> okay, so... Um, First off, I want to talk about Microsoft. I understand okay. that you are more connected with Microsoft, say, than I am. Okay. So you maybe know a little bit more, but I want to be clear. I don't think Microsoft has, like, quit E3. They're, like, right there. They're right there. They have a booth space, which is Mixer, but it was all Xbox games. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> well, they, yeah, they, it's Mixer, so. And they're across <laughs> the street. Now, they're not buying space on the show floor for right. Xbox games, but like when IGN goes to E3 this year, which they will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have a team that's going to go over and they're going to play a bunch of Xbox games and they will be part of the E3 coverage. The only people that know that Microsoft is not at E3 are people who are physically there. Mm. But most of those people know that Microsoft is part of the conversation. Like we're walking around with Microsoft swag and there were, you know, Microsoft buys ad space in the convention center. So I, I, I get what you are saying, but like Microsoft, I mean, they have a press conference they say, welcome to E3. They are still there. They're just doing the absolute smartest business move, which is they own a freaking theater. Right? right. So like, why not double their space? And then they can make one that's dedicated to Mixer or whatever. And then they get all sorts of, it's not free, but like yeah. deep because they obviously, you know, using their own space costs money, but yeah. they get a significantly discounted space that they can set up and they don't have to follow convention center rules. They can do their own shenanigans. Like I'm sure that there were setups that were more easy to put up and take down because mm-hmm. they built the building. They just knew it. Yeah. Whereas you know, setting up in a convention. I mean, they build houses in that freaking E3 building and then yeah. they tear them down. So having, being able to use a space that they could customize to themselves, like maybe this year isn't that big of a deal for Microsoft, but like three or four years down the road, especially if E3 is still in the LA Coliseum um, or in the LA, uh, not the LA Coliseum, that'd be very different. That's convention what Center, football. yeah. LA right. Convention <laughs> Center. Um, well, that's f- fun fact, Gen Con, uses Lucas Oil Stadium. So the idea of a, fo- of a video of a gaming convention <laughs> being in a football stadium not alien to me. Um but well, so- Sony's parties used to be at the um at Dodger Field, not like Listen, on the field, but I mean <laughs> in a couple of I mean if they stay in LA, like the LA where the Chargers and the Rams are going to be playing, that facility is going to be ridiculous. I am mm-hmm. certain that there will be stuff there too. But anyway, like I just don't I don't think Microsoft is exiting the same way. It's not not the same way that Sony is. Yeah, um, no. So um and I also I, while I agree with you it, it, okay, I agree with you that E3 as it exists right now has challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and if they continue to do the same old thing they do right now, I fully agree that 
it will just continue a slow descent into madness. Um, but um, the I I believe that um, the, I mean the ESA is a business. Yeah, and they are, and it's and even more. It's a business comprised of other business people, right? Like mm-hmm. they have member partners that are companies who have seen success and seen failure and seen, you know, like if you can't, if we can't compare what the ESA and E3 is going to, to like, you know, the Wii U, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a, a reasonable product, but it's just not hitting the right way. Like mm-hmm. they can adapt. And one thing that they could absolutely do is just embrace the model of E3. It's more about bringing people to into a general area and yeah, just, yeah. Like stop fighting with Devolver Digital and just let them have a freaking parking lot to get drunk in, right? Like, and let my, which is, I mean, there was an open bar at the Devolver Digital yes. booth, right? Yeah, like, yeah. There's an open bar there. Like, whenever Greg Miller's wife is like, "Hey, um, our appointment's in like 20 minutes, so like, go get a beer and I'll come back and see you." Like, that was my life for a few minutes. It freaked me out. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, I think I hope that they will embrace change. Um, the, the the reason I don't think E3 will ever go away, like E3 as it exists will never go away because um, it was attended by almost 100,000 people were in LA. Like we can say it's going away, but there were almost 100,000 people there. I was there. Yeah. It didn't feel dead while I was there, you know? Yeah, um, I guess what I mean is this idea of a one condensed expo in a building where everybody is. Okay. That's what happens. So EA is going to be somewhere else. Uh, Microsoft's going to be somewhere else. And Sony comes back the year after. I have a feeling they're going to be somewhere else. Nintendo still has stuff on the show floor, but they're really the only big one. So I mean, it could be a Nintendo. Nintendo can just buy out the convention center and make it all theirs. And you know I mean, what? <laughs> would that, I mean, here's the thing, though. Would that be a bad thing? Like, the reality no. is, even no. if we took all the space that Sony took up, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Brian Altano's tweet, and by the way, if you look up, just Google image search Brian Altano. Somebody eat- bring me my milk. Somebody <laughs> bring me my milk. Excuse me? Um, hold on, Maggie. Just a minute. So, um, if you just Google image search Brian Altano or ha- or at Agent Bizzle B I Z Z L E um, yeah. E3 ma- show floor or yeah, something, that, that meme actually just want to give credit to that actually came from Epic. Um, Epic did that. Epic did that. Yeah. Oh, he just shared it. Yeah, he just. Oh, that's shared even better. It. All right. Well, then yeah. just Google it up. It, yeah. You'll see the image, um, and it really did just show like the entire show floor was like just Fortnite mm-hmm. and then like snacks. And yeah. you know what? <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. Like. <laughs> The other thing is viewership of E3 content was up on all channels and it's only going to get crazier as they embrace, cause they started to embrace streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, they had people that were invited to stream in different positions and stuff like that. So I really think it will only get more, you know? So, I mean, the, it, so many people were just watching the content. I don't think E3 is going to go away. I think it's just going to change how it changes. That's up to the ESA. In regards to Sony, I really think they're just taking the year off because they don't have anything to say. Say, yeah. Last year, they had four games, right? Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, um, and like they, they had yeah. The Last of Us Part Two and Days Gone plus Spider Man, and that wasn't enough. 
Yeah. They tried to do something low key, a little bit more artistic. Like they tried to fill the space by being more artsy about the games they had. Oh, also last year they had God of War. Yeah. And this year, their Nothing. other companies are not like God of War and Spider Man are out. Days yeah. Gone will have been out. So all they really have left is Days Gone is uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding <laughs> and. What's the third one? I literally just said it. That might just be it, right? Like, they don't have anything left. Everything has been announced. And so they have and dreams. They have dreams that might not be out by then, right? Like, last year, the general consensus is that Sony, quote-unquote, lost E3 because they didn't come out and announce 150 games like Microsoft or Super Smash Brothers, like, like Nintendo did. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nintendo announced that freaking Solid Snake was going to be in Smash again. They were going to win, right? Like <laughs> that's the, that's just because people are dumb and right. And Microsoft just came in and just fired a T-shirt cannon of game announcements into the audience, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it, how do you compete with that? And they didn't yeah. even have Halo, really. Like, I mean, well, uh, okay, I'll give you that. They did a little, but like we all knew they were making, we all knew a new Halo was happening, right? But yeah. like they they had a, like a 30 second tease, but they didn't have guns blazing Halo. It was like, oh, by right. the way, guys, it's a fish. We're making one. <laughs> that was what they had. It's yeah. a fish. I mean, the, that, that's the thing, right? Like Halo wasn't even like the biggest thing they did. Microsoft just went crazy. And Sony was like, all right, we don't have a lot to say. We're just going to try and focus on doing something artful and interesting with the games we have. And people hated it. Yeah. And this year, none of their, like, Gorilla's making the next Horizon. Yeah. But they're not making it yet. They're right. not, or they're not going to announce it yet. It's too early. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Hold on. No, hey, no Maggie. Worries. I'm recording a podcast. So you can wait a second for your milk. You're the one that decided <laughs> to sit in a box. <laughs> Okay, she decided that she was going to watch the iPad Uh sitting in a box instead of on a couch, which she could have gotten up on her own. We'll be right back. (laughs) No, no, no. no. They have, I I really don't, I think they're going to be able to come back. They're going to be able to buy their booth space on the floor. They're going to do whatever they want. They're just going to fit right back in. They just, they have nothing to say and they have, they have nothing to gain and everything to lose because they, they, if yeah. they do another press conference where they just show us another Kojima trailer and they show us some DLC for Days Gone or whatever, you know, like nothing will make Sony fans happy. Mm. <laughs> I think Sony fans will freak out more about a bad press conference than about no press conference. Mm. Yeah, I could see um, that. And tail end of the year, they're just going to announce the PS5. So. That's what I think is happening. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just curious to see when they do come back whether they will be doing the show floor or if they'll do something of their own, like EA and Microsoft, and just have it have their event somewhere else where they can completely control what is going on. Uh, I mean, so they seemed pretty well in control of the space that they owned. Yeah, was. well, I'm sure the, ES- about- the ESA is groveling and will be groveling to them um, for 2020. Like, 
I mean, it is probably, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, they want him back. They, they definitely do. I mean, the ESA's response was just nonsense. Um, it was a non-answer. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens. Um, I can say definitively, uh, EFG will not be at E3 next year. Um, <laughs> we're staying home. Uh, so we're skipping E3 too. I mean, uh, Sony got the idea from us, I like to say. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it just comes down to the fact that just like what they said, right? Like, it's too expensive. It's well, just really expensive for not a lot. I don't yeah. think um, things move fast enough in the game industry um, for for the yearly events. Um, that's one of the reasons why I stopped. I mean, I haven't been to PAX in years, but I had gone to PAX like five years in a row. And the last two, I was like, I don't think I've seen anything new, <laughs> you know, or anything yeah. really kind of, I mean, other than like the indie showcase, which was always outstanding. But other than like the indie games, I didn't really feel like I was. Even this lot year, though, half of the indie mega booth was the same as, as the last year. year. Yeah. Because yeah. so, some of those indies, they're in there, they've been in there. Yeah. Multiple they just cycle years through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. So I think that it, it really starts to feel like you're just seeing the same thing over and over again. And I think mm-hmm. that that. Maybe maybe what they should do is they should alternate E3 and PAX on alternate years, you know, mm-hmm. so they swap out. So they have E3 one year and then PAX the next and like something like that. So it's not quite so much pressure put on to perform at these big events where, you know, the, the industry doesn't move that quickly, nor, nor should yeah. it because it, you know, when they do. Yeah, I think it, I think it used to move that fast. Yeah. Like. Um, and that's probably why they sort of adopted the mm-hmm. yearly model. Because Ether is very, very successful for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But things have really slowed down. Games are taking longer to make. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still still about the same amount of time between console generations. But you see a lot of games that are taking way longer to make than they used to. I mean, hearing about a game that took five plus years to make, like back when I started in the industry in 2003, was pretty much unheard of. I mean, there would be, you know, the mm-hmm. red herring that would be like that, but five years to make a game was just, no, that just, it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, with that said, the counterpoint to that is um, companies are ad- it, the, like Microsoft, for example, they figured out that you, the, the answer um, and Ubisoft has figured it out, right? Like the answer to that is, um, having a lot of studios. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft has bought seven freaking studios or has bought six studios six and built opened a seventh and yeah. built a seventh, right? Like they, they figured it out. They're like, Oh wait, we can't, you know, three, four, three literally can't carry us on their back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't be, you know, so like, I mean, they can only do so much, right? Like yeah. they figured it out and that's the answer. And Sony figured out the answer too. And I'm betting that Sony's going to go on a, a buying spree too like the the industry itself does not move super quick but the industry is wide mm-hmm. um i mean that that's why i mean that's why we need competition i mean if it was just sony or just microsoft not, none of them are by themselves going to be able to carry e3 but they, they all three of them need to work um and that's why it's exciting for bethesda and there's always something huge mm-hmm. like I've been to E3 twice now. I mean, I'm not like an old pro, but I've been following it for seven years. And while I agree, it moves slower now than it did before. Every year there is something crazy. And, um, you know, like it it doesn't feel super samey to me. I think PAX is feel similar. 
um, because of the fact that it's the same companies kind of buying in on them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like Mm -hmm. I think, and I agree, like PAX East, I've been there for, you know, the last X number of times and it feels the same. And I think part of that is because they're fan events. So they're not necessarily showing like the newest, latest, greatest, Mm -hmm. right? Like they're They're showing exposure. What what is, you know, they're they're doing what plays well with, with audiences. Um, So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it is certainly interesting, and you're right. It is the biggest news that we've seen. Uh, what was really interesting is when the news broke, because the news broke in the middle of the day, not on the East Coast. It broke in the middle of the day on the West Coast, which is something that we don't normally see. Normally, stories break overnight, and they break on the East Coast. So it's East, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's Polygon and stuff like that that are you know based in you know, out of the East coast that are kind of breaking stuff. And when IGN and GameSpot and stuff like that get to, and kind of funny games daily, when they get to work, it's already been broken. So like yeah. they get a little bit of time to like, you know, they get to put their heads together and really kind of react to it and then craft the content throughout the day. It actually broke in the middle of the day, West coast time, which is supper time for us. Like I yeah. was driving like this, it hit me and like I didn't have any idea until I was kind of settling down for the evening. Meanwhile, um, like it broke in the middle of kind of funny games daily, like mm-hmm. watch the YouTube video. It's Greg Miller and Mr. Negative, uh, one of his guest hosts, um, losing their minds, trying to look up tweets on their phones, trying to figure this out. Yeah. Like, so, and it happened in the middle of game scoop and, you know, listening to podcasts as like the news breaks, I was really fascinating, you know, seeing because that's normally not what happens. Normally, the yeah. West Coast has the advantage of time, um, whereas they're all like, "What are you talking about?" Sony left E three. Yeah, talking, that's not possible. That's just that yeah. can't. And because yeah, if you had told us that yeah. that's what happened, that that was going to happen the day before, you and I, I mean, all three of us would have been like, "You're crazy, right?" Sony skipping E three. Yeah. Come on, it's so it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So. Um... So yeah, so uh, one of the funny things though is that um, <laughs> Xbox Twitter account immediately oh went, on, went on troll. Subtweet! Oh my god, that subtweet! So <laughs> I was looking um, for that subtweet. They yeah, that was um, it was immediate that the Xbox Twitter account just turned into trolls. Oh, um, it was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. Listen, that's what needs to, like that's that's what I live like. I live for that stuff. <laughs> Man, I love it. And you know what? It was. It, Sony knew it was happening. Yeah. You know, they would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was great. So whoever thought to do that, A plus, A plus. Hopefully, <laughs> um, I, whatever email they had to send to whatever supervisor to say, hey, I want to do this thing. It's not scheduled. Can we just do it? I'm hoping you know, A plus to them and that supervisor that gave them the go ahead. Yeah. I think Phil Spencer retweeted it or something like that. So I would hope he did. Well, because Phil yeah. Spencer is one of us. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> ungodly wealthy and like way smarter than anyone that many of us know and whatever. But like at the end of the day, he's a dude that likes video games. Yeah. Um, and so that is absolutely because it's a good natured thing. I mean, they weren't like, yeah. you know, like absolutely he retweeted that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't know that he did, but I'm certain he did. He must. Yeah. I feel like I saw it a bunch of places. Again, this is funny. Like, I had a feeling 
And we'll talk about this other announcement later. I had a feeling when I was going on my trip that something in regards to this thing that we're going to talk about later was going to get announced while I was gone. I was just like, this is going to happen, which is one of the reasons why I was so hooked in to social media the whole time I was there, because I'm like, I know that something is going to happen. And it wasn't just that. It was two other things. It was Stan Lee dying and then Sony announcing this. And then a couple days later, it got the announcement that we'll talk about in our movies and TV segment. But yeah, man, all happened within a week. I mean, I don't know. Steven probably doesn't think the the one we'll talk about later is very important, but it's super huge to me. Um, (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I was like, man, all this is happening when I'm on vacation and I can't like, the Wi-Fi, oh my god, it was so bad. So we, you have Virginia, to pay. Oh my god, her <laughs> Wi-Fi at her poolside cabana. I mean, it was just the worst. She, <laughs> you know, she she didn't get good Wi-Fi to go with her whatever drink with whatever little umbrella in it. Well, actually, no. I was only looking at stuff when uh, we were back in our room, and the Wi-Fi cost wow. an insane <laughs> amount of money and did not work. And it, uh, Isaac figured out that it feels like like the bedroom part of our we own a timeshare, so it's like a little condo type thing. But the bedroom part of our condo was like smack in the middle between the hot spot at the pool and the hot spot for like the rest of the building because we could not get online in the bedroom. But if we went out into the living room area, it was no problem, which really sucked because like that's where Anna slept. She slept on the pullout couch. So we couldn't just go out there in the middle of the night and try to get online and do stuff. We had to, and it's funny because it was, it was, this is so sad because it was so terrible. We're both sitting there like, and didn't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> what do we do? Have a conversation. I know. Who are I know. You again? Yeah, it's just like a couple years ago, Isaac had um, downloaded some movies onto his laptop and we watched movies there. Right. Um, but you didn't do that this year. I'm like, man, why didn't you do that this year? <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. All right. So I will stop. It's, you know, Wi-Fi being bad is is not a thing to complain about. But at the same time, it happened during the worst possible time. <laughs> okay. So I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But it would have been off brand if I didn't. Yes, that's true. I have to be on. All right. (laughs) Let's move on to the next um, big gaming story, which is that, and this is still a rumor, has not been confirmed or denied, that Microsoft might be developing a discless Xbox One to be released next year for a half the price, basically half the price of a regular Xbox One, something like that. Um, I I mean, it's all rumors, but that sounds all right. Yeah. So, um, I say cool. It makes complete sense. Um, but I, I, haven't I'm, had a, I haven't had a disk drive in my I, desktop computer for I don't know how long. I have one on my yeah. laptop, but that's only because it came with it. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's just like uh, I'm a big digital only mm-hmm. proponent. Yep. Uh, but Thanks I know lots of people in gaming specifically aren't because this kind of has this whole collector mentality for right. lots of people yep. that just like to hoard all the discs. Yep. And um but I'm like, man, I like not to have 
have to dig around to find yeah. it just if I want to play a game yeah. or Isaac's taken a disc out and put another one in and it's in I'm, some other box that I yeah it doesn't belong in like that was the most horrible thing that I would get so annoyed about in our relationship <laughs> is I would be playing a game and he would take it out so that he could play something else but it, he would not put it back in its own box <laughs> it would end up in someone else's box and I would have yeah. to go through I mean to be fair though you could at least follow the train you could follow the train <laughs> <laughs> if it was Mario Kart that the you know like if it was Mario Kart that was in the bo- it, that was in the thing then you know that that the game not always. was probably in the Mario not Kart always. box not and always. then whatever's in the Mario Kart it, it, at least in our house <laughs> although you can I'm the Isaac train. so I'm Isaac so I can't, yeah. I can't I'm Isaac in this situation I'm the one who's just like what is okay put it in this one to put it down yeah um, <laughs> I can't keep track of anything in the real world I can keep track of digital yeah. things yeah. Yeah. I can I can manage digital files. I, can, I you, you should see what my desk looks like right now. <laughs> There's a reason why this camera's angled the way it is. <laughs> you know what? The three of us can we all agree that the way my oldest son does it, which is he just takes the disc out, flips it upside down, and puts it on the entertainment center is chaotic that's evil. The worst way to handle it. That's chaotic yeah. evil. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, I know. Yeah. So th- I posted, I posed this question in the engaged family gaming community and got a resounding meh from several people and some outright aggression from others. Yeah. And then Nicole came in and was like, "It's fine. This is where the way it's going to be." And then you were <laughs> expecting a fight from me. Um, I don't think I was I- expecting it from you. Like I was sitting there, like debating, because I read the comments above and how some people were just really mad. And I was like debating. I'm like, wow, do I really even want to jump into this conversation? Here's because my- part of it devolved into use games in a few comments too. And I'm like, maybe I should just step back. But- I, know, I saw your comment. <laughs> if I may, if I may, um, always uh, respond in my group because I need more engagement. Okay. So uh, right. always, please um, feel free to pick- have more feel- fights. <laughs> Yeah, feel free to um, just throw like a beehive into my group and then just leave. It's fine. Um, There were were some people that had some pretty strong reactions. Um, I I think there are some people that have reasonable arguments against it. uh, But I I think the only way you can argue against it fully is if you think that they're replacing their entire line with no disk drives. And I think that's not happening anytime soon. I mean, eventually – yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the end game, but logistically, that's not possible because there are yeah. huge swaths of the country that could not download. Right, they don't have the, the, the to download Red Dead Redemption Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I I think the yeah I think some of those folks are just I mean it's a slippery slope and you know one of the guys yeah. said it's a slippery slope to them testing the waters for an all digital future. And I'm like, bruh, they're already testing the waters yeah, that's already for an all digital future. This is yeah. nothing. This is, I mean, I mean, you said it, Nicole, right? Like this is more people, there will be more people buying Xbox games or more people buying Xboxes um, because it's, you know, if it's like 150 bucks, you know what yeah. I mean? Like if they put out an Xbox one S with no disk drive and they really do take advantage of the savings, which I'm mm-hmm. sure they will, right. To reduce the price. Yeah. If they put out that thing for 150 bucks, that's a really good deal. And the opportunity cost is you have to buy things digitally. Um, yeah. You know what you do then you just buy Xbox game pass. Mm. It's all digital. Anyway, like, could you imagine, right? Like how about 
they put out a deal where it's like, you know, 150 bucks for an Xbox one with no disc drive. And if you buy this thing, you get like a year game pass for half the price. So you're paying 200 bucks and you get all their stuff. Like that's a, that's a deal you, I could absolutely imagine them having. You know what I mean? You know, like on a black Friday, that would sell like madness. Yeah. I would buy one. Yeah. I know people freaking out as some, like I would, you know, I, I guess I would say I'm ready, but that doesn't mean that I begrudge other people wanting their discs. But at the same time, you, like it's not going to happen anytime soon. It's not going to happen next console generation. Maybe the one after that, but this isn't. This is not something that's going to happen quickly. It's yeah. going to be a gradual thing. So, you know when we're going to yeah. start seeing it getting closer when Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo start pooling money to help with North American uh, internet. Uh, internet infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if we, if they like form some coalition and start like investing in broadband installations in like, you know, central North America, like the Midwest, mm-hmm. if they start doing that, um, even if it's just, Oh, check it out. We're going to, you know, that that's what they're working towards. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that they're not doing it already. You know, mm-hmm. like like a city at a time, you know, like helping or making deals. Um, I'm surprised that they're not because, I mean, it only helps them. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows? It, yeah. that, that's where we know it's coming. Yeah. yeah. If we go at the speed that the United States improves its infrastructure, guys, <laughs> you got nothing to worry about all digital future. You got time. <laughs> you got time. One of the other arguments that was made that I found interesting was sort of referring to a digital game as like uh, you're basically leasing it instead of owning it because they could change whatever, whenever. But that applies to discs too. Like I've got PS1 games I can't play. You know, PS4 doesn't let me play a PS1. Well, I could. We have a PS1. I could dig out and play. But like the sort of like thinking of like digital ownership it means, I mean, it can, but in this case, like, it's actually going to be easier for Microsoft to do their backwards compatibility without having to have disks. Um, because, you know, you've got to look for a key, like a digital thing. It could it know immediately whether or not you own that game, if it's on your thing. You And that's good for you. You don't have to rummage around and find the disk if you want to play it. It's just there. So anyhow, but like I said, I'm, there's a lot digital. of quality of life that would come along with it. I think yeah. the real issue is um, people don't like change. Um, and also, <laughs> like, for me, like, I'm, I'm kind of disc agnostic, right? Like, I go with whatever way I could get it the cheapest. So, mm-hmm. like, I own discs, but, like, I bought The Witcher 3 digitally because it was on sale for $9. Right. So, like, I wasn't going to go buy a disc when I could buy it for nine bucks. Right. Like yeah. I, the same thing with Bloodborne. I own it digitally because I bought it for $5 on a Halloween sale. Like the, so it's one of those things like I'm, I'm just go, I'm really all about where I can get it cheaper. And I don't know why people are assuming that the, like, just look at steam. Like if people are right. worried that like going digital, is going to mean that it's going to be more expensive. Like right now it, it's just as expensive. Mm-hmm. And it, so but once they get rid of the overhead of all those expenses, like they have more freedom to change the price, just like on Steam. Yeah. I mean, Persona 5 is $20 right now, digitally on the PS4. It's $20. <laughs> yeah. 
$20. I bought The Witcher 3 digitally for nine bucks. The Witcher 3. Like, <laughs> I mean, arguably one of the best games of this generation, right? Like, you know, like for nine dollars. <laughs> so it's like, guys, just I know that it, you know, we're used to going to GameStop and doing the buy to get one free deal, and I love that too. But GameStop is gonna just is gonna be gone. <laughs> Yeah. Right, like they're going to be gone, or they're just going to be like a hot topic that has retro games in it, right? Yeah. And, and Think Geek, yeah, Think it's Geek. that's fine. I mean, listen, I like going into my local GameStop now more than I did before because I can look at all the wacky stuff. Like, right. it's cool, right? Like, I'm fine with that. Um, just it'll be okay, guys. It's going to be fine. <laughs> also, we're talking like 10, 15 years from years. now. Yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, my sons are going to have to worry about whether or not they buy a digital-only console. And frankly, they don't care. Because right. they, it's not my, you know, my son, my son Jacob's golden eye, he's playing it right now, and it's a digital-only game. It's mm-hmm. Fortnite, right? The game that yeah. is going to, like, his golden eye, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and that means something to the three of us, right? Like, yeah. his golden eye is a digital game that was pressed on a disc, I think, like twice, like it's a collector's item. Yeah, I don't know. It was pressed on a, it, you could it buy was, at one okay. point a Fortnite disc, but like it does not exist as a physical yeah. game. And, yeah. You know, like outside of like hilarious stuff. Right. right. Like, and he doesn't care. So when they're like, oh, no more discs, I don't know that they're going to give a crap. Yeah. So sorry, folks. I just didn't want to like yell at anyone in my group. Um, I was trying to encourage discussion, but you're welcome to yell at them. I think they were all being kind of unreasonable. <laughs> the only thing I'll miss is the ability to loan games to my friends. Mm. But you know what? I think that 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 will sort of be built in. I think moving forward, because like you know, I have a Nook. You buy books. At, I mean, not all of them, but a good portion of them have the lend me feature. Where if some one of my friends has a nook, I can give it to them to read for a certain yeah. amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that is outside the realm of, of possibility that when games go like full digital, that that won't be an option for games as well. I right. think true makes sense. True. I mean, with that said, I mean I could, um, you know, the uh, if I mean you can do that kind of right now with PS4. Um, you know, if I gave you my login. You could log in as me onto your PS4 and install and play my games yeah. that I own digitally. So you can already do that. It's just it requires sharing names and passwords. So, you know, there's some thought, trust involved. I might be misremembering this, but I thought Steam set up a, a something like that where you could share games with people. I think it's something similar. It's I don't something. know the logistics. I don't know the logistics either, but there there's something in Steam where you can do that. Well, and Microsoft at the early, you know, before the Xbox One came out, that was one of their things is you were going to be able to designate like a family. And, right. you know, my brother and I, like after they made that announcement, I called my brother and I was like, dude, you and I are getting Xboxes. <laughs> games and I'll just give them to you, right? Like, <laughs> or all the codes that I get from companies, it's like, then you can just play them, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I think long and short, I think we're in agreement. Yeah. Um, it's short sighted to think, to assume, I mean, it's not like the game companies are giving us much to, to trust, right? Like, <laughs> Look at the game, you know, yeah. like microtransactions weren't all that bad. And then they figured out loot boxes. And then so we ran into that problem, right? So, like, we know that they will always take it too far. 
mm-hmm. because they are businesses and that's how capitalism works. Welcome to the problem with capitalism. But, um, you know, we do, I mean, the quality of life stuff is undeniable um, and it will be there and they know what we want. Like they're not, if, if people think Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo are not listening on forums and not on reset era and hearing what people want and what features people want. Mm-hmm. Like if all we got to do, like literally if all they need to do to get us all to just buy in on an all digital future and never have to press a game again is to let people share stuff with their friends, they'll do it. Yeah. It might co- you know, maybe you can only do it if you have like PS plus plus, or <laughs> maybe you can only do it with five people or something yeah. like that. But the, the, I am certain that that is on a whiteboard somewhere. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, like I said, that's a rumor. It hasn't been confirmed, although it makes complete sense. It seems like it, you know, could it's really be a sense. thing. Yeah. Um, so, there's not... I don't want to spend so much time on games this week because we've got lots of other stuff. But, um, so, like I said, at the top of the show, Thanksgiving is coming. For those of us in the States, Thanksgiving not only means lots of food... And family, whether you like them or not, but it also means the crazy shopping day. Yes, that is. is Black Friday. Started day. early. Oh, started early. It did. And like almost everybody's offering like early. They're trying to turn it into Black November is what they're trying to make it now. <laughs> it's yep. like Christmas. It's just mm-hmm. going to keep reaching back. Um, but yeah, no, Black Friday, I do not leave the house. No. Not for any reason. <laughs> if I ran out of something... That like I really should go to the grocery store to get or something like that. Forget it. I'll deal with it. I'll wait till the next morning. I mean, you're so, in Seattle, though. Don't you have same day shipping if you really need it? Yeah, there's that. I mean, like, we don't shop at physical stores very often, anyhow. So it's not that big of a deal. But we would like go to like restaurants or the movies or something like that. But I don't even deal with that because traffic and and yeah, just crazy. craziness. So, but anyhow, there's lots of sales going on as there always are. I have not been paying attention at all to the physical ones like Target and everything. But I do know Xbox, is, they're having a pretty big sale, uh, digital digital sale. So we're going to be buying Red Dead Redemption 2 and Shadow of the Tomb Raider from this sale because it's, it is it is huge. Red Dead Redemption is like, what, 15, 20% off? Something yeah. like that? Something like it, that. Yeah. And it just came out. So... So that's the only one that I really know about. So Stephen, go. So what are the I other mean, ones? Bear with me. Let me go ahead and, and get it because uh, our community manager posted a ton of them on our Facebook page. So if you want yeah. some information, I definitely would recommend that you go there. Um, the biggest one is if you've been looking for a PS4 Slim, just a regular PS4. Um, how about uh, two hundred dollars for a PS4 Slim bundled with Spider Man? Mm. Like. That's probably the biggest deal out of out of really any of them. Um, yeah. The Switch, there's a bundle all over the place that should not be hard to find. That is uh, the Switch bundled with uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for $299.99. Mm. Um, so, I mean, everywhere else is kind of doing their sales as usual. Um, so let me see if I can get it. My system is loading slowly. Oh, um, but bear with me. Let's see what we got here. Um, it's hard to find content on my Facebook page because my community manager posts a lot of stuff. Yeah, I um, know. 
you can't just go there and see like the story from right this morning right <laughs> yesterday because it's knocked down he's yeah. doing a great job though it's yeah. awesome no he's jeff is great he is great um and he's never done this before either um so this is a. Uh, you know, um, it, fortunately, um, his interests kind of were like right in there with what we needed, um, mm. you know, because he really is all about the Black Friday deals. He went and made a bunch of lists. He did it by store. I'm just trying to find it because yeah. um, he's you might, have, right. to, you might yeah. have to cut no. this part out. No, no worries. No, I'll just jump something else while you're looking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was supposed to talk about this on the last podcast. And I forgot totally forgotten isaac's like oh my god you have to do it this time so we've been playing mario party um and i always play as yoshi i love yoshi yoshi's my character i've loved yoshi forever i always play him on mario party always i played daisy once because anna demanded that we have a princess team (laughs) so i did that this one time (laughs) but usually i'm yoshi and you know yoshi makes a weird little yahoo sound or whatever uh, Isaac says that that he's saying yummo, like he's he's saying yummo, like like Rachel Ray or something. I'm like, no, he's not saying yummo. He's saying Yahoo or whatever. But Anna heard it as him saying memo, so that ran into a whole thing because Isaac's like, hey Yoshi, how are we gonna let the entire office know about the new lunchroom policy? Memo, and Anna <laughs> thought it was the funniest thing she started to do it but she doesn't quite understand the concept of right would need a memo as opposed mm-hmm. to just talking to somebody right so, so yeah the whole memo thing has been going on in our house um yeah oh, yeah that's like we've been going through a pun phase where my daughter mm-hmm. i don't remember exactly who it was who introduced her to what puns were but now everything that she says is a pun to get it mommy it's a pun yeah, Anna's been doing that too, yeah. like quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, and sort of like making, you know, like making her own puns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ours did yeah. one too. It was, it was when we were playing uh, Mario Party Two, uh, also. Yeah, um, she said, "Totally, Mama, right. Mommy, get it? Toad, <laughs> yeah. totally." Oh wow! Wow, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I was pretty impressed with that one, but she hasn't had any that have made me make a Facebook status of them yet. Except she did yell out, oh my god, they're totally going to own Wario the other day. (laughs) She was watching a YouTube video, and I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, listen, that's, uh, man, our kids. Kids, yeah. kids, kids are kids. Yep. Um, okay, so here's what we got. So the the the, the biggest deal, um, you know, is on the for the three consoles. Like I said, it's the it's the 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 two hundred dollar PS4 with Spider Man. Um, the Xbox One X is a hundred dollars off, which is a really good price. So four hundred dollars for an Xbox One X. Um, if you are, you know, if you're into that, um. If you want to watch 4K stuff. If you want to play 4K video games, roll with it. Um, I think some of the more surprising, good, you know, like the, the reality is everything that came out, or the best way to look at it is everything that came out in the first half of the year, right? So um, is on sale for a pretty considerable discount now. 
Um, yeah. So that's that's probably the the best way to look at it. Um, you know, we could sit here for hours and talk about like some of the the significant stuff, like the Overwatch. You know, but like some other good deals, like the Overwatch Legendary Edition is twenty five dollars at Walmart and things mm-hmm. like that. So. Um, the the best thing I would say is go to BlackFriday.com, look at the store that you go to, and just take a look. There's probably some really good um, some deals. Uh, Twenty dollars at Best Buy for the Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, which mm. is Final Fantasy 15 with all of the DLC um, except for the stuff that got canceled. Yeah, I know. How'd your that, daughter take that? How'd your daughter yeah, take it? By the way, that um, yeah, that Isaac told me. That, I, yeah, Isaac told me that the other day. He's like, because they were totally planning on getting all of it, you know, because Anna enjoys it so much. And he's like, yeah, they canceled everything except for the one that's like coming In out next right month now. or something. Yeah, so, I'm like, but well, still, that's the, a Royal, the Royal Edition's pretty good. I mean, twenty bucks for yeah. that. Or twenty five at Walmart. I mean, I'm probably going to pick it. End up picking that up, and I own the game. Um, so <laughs> the um, you know, I so that that is my recommendation. We don't know all those Cyber Monday stuff, and I'm pres- mm-hmm. predicting that that's probably going to be bigger. Microsoft um, is you know they have a they're that's those are good prices. Um, they have some really good digital prices on a lot of their games. Um, so rather than kind of go down every list, just my recommendation is it looks like a lot of the deals are pretty close to the same at each store. So it's not like you're going to go from one place to the next and get like your 10 favorite things um, at vastly different prices. It's kind of the same deals. Um, So just pick where you're going and pick your shots, Um, you know, or if you're really looking for red dead, you can probably find a deal on it. Yeah. That kind of thing. But um, it's you can find a deal on that from sitting in your living room. Mm-hmm. You can, in fact. Um, <laughs> your PJs. Yep. Yeah. We, I mean, we. I mean, I know Nicole says she doesn't go anywhere. We. The, one of the advantages to not living in the big old city, um, you know, us country folk, is you know, it's not <laughs> you know, going out on um, Black Friday is not literal death. Um, <laughs> so you know, we go and it is marginally crowded, but it's not obnoxiously so so um we will be going out um and you know leaving the kids at home like we did last year which because we can because evan's old enough to babysit and you know you know get some coffee and see what we can find um but i will say i have never seen a fight i've never (laughs) seen anybody i've never seen any of it like i i've never seen a kid crying I've never seen a fight. It's always been super pleasant when i'm around i help people get things i think part of the issue is that like we never go anywhere where there's that many people and yeah, like I'm, I'm never really desperate to get any one specific thing. Cause if like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So maybe well, that's me. Like there are some people like I must get this thing or Christmas is ruined. And I'm like, I, nah, we're the, whole, good. the whole thing about living in the Portland area is that there's always this influx of people from away for big shopping events. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I haven't gone out on Black Friday for forever right. because I just assume yeah. it's going to be bad. But I imagine it's it's going to be the same way yeah. in Seattle. And actually, yeah. Funko has their store open in Everett, Everett now. Um, Funko Pop, the whole right. store of Funko Pop. I can Crazy. imagine that place is going to be. It's going to be a madhouse. Swarmed. Yeah. Yeah, but people, yeah. People go to Portland because there's no sales tax. So people from like Washington come in. Oh. Just gets, things get really hectic. Yeah. Or you want to be shopping and then you don't have to pay because you're, you know, ordering online, you have to pay you know, shipping fees, et cetera. Yeah. Pay sales tax. So 
there is an advantage to doing it. It's still like I went once to like there's a big um, mall by the an, like an outdoor shopping mall um, by um, the airport in Portland called Cascade Station. I went on Black Friday once. <laughs> and you're like, never no, again. <laughs> sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, so your Black Friday, I mean, your that Black Friday experience is probably like E3. Right. Like yes. that level crowded. Yeah. So for us, it's like a Sunday at PAX. Okay. Well, That's more manageable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, but again. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. But I. Yeah. I mean, again, it, I, I think my wife and I have very different outlooks on this because it does stress the, the hell out of her. Um, but I'm just <laughs> like, hey, you know, like. Let's just do the thing. You know, it's just we're all in this together. I think part of this is I worked a lot of retail during Black Friday and all that. So like I'm just so used to it. And I'm used to the other side where it's like, this is madness. Let's just all do this thing. Um yeah. but you know, and I think I think I wish more people had my outlook on it where it's just like, yeah, let's just go do something really stupid and not really care about waiting <laughs> lines. Um and because it really is to me, it's just bananas. And so I don't know. I it's it, um I'll I'll be quiet about it, but no, I don't right. mind going on Black Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's coming up. Lots of deals. So um, I think we hit the games notes. Steven, was there anything I'm forgetting? Yo, how about, did you see um, that Steam has officially discontinued the Steam link and is selling them for $2.50 plus shipping right now? Yes, I did see that. Yeah. So they want them Crazy gone. Bad. Yeah, so apparently if, they are almost gone already. Yeah. So, so I mean, if, if it's worth looking, but they'll probably be gone by the time we're done here. Um, but I bought mine for $5 and I thought that was just outright theft. And now it's two fifty, <laughs> and I feel like I was robbed. <laughs> um, not really. I think it's a, I, it's frustrating that no, I'm hoping that steam stops, but somebody else makes one because I really think yeah. it's, it's actually useful. Like yeah. I, I, like it works. It does what it literally does exactly what it says it's supposed to do. It's yeah. supposed to let me play steam games on my PC or on my TV, and yeah. it absolutely freaking does. Yeah, I was. I've always been sort of confused as to why it wasn't more successful than it was because I, I, it makes no sense to me. I mean, yeah. I use it, and yeah, I don't use it all the time, but I don't also feel pressured to because I paid five dollars for it. But like, <laughs> right. right? Like, I, yeah. I, I don't particularly feel like it's that important, but uh, it, it it does exactly what it's supposed to do. I think part of it is that they packaged it with that wacky steam controller. Um, and, you know, like it really is meant for like, okay, so you're playing. Um, so it, it's meant like, oh, so you're playing like, you know, not a shooter, but you're playing like one of those like indie JRPG knockoff things or, you know, like Undertale. I played Undertale with my with my uh, Steam Link, and it was great. You know, so it was just it was just Undertale, and you know, like, but there were probably too many people like trying to play like Civ Six on it, and it's like, guys, that's just not what this thing is for. It's meant for like, yeah. you know, the simpler stuff. Also, did you see the Civ Six expansion? I did not. I heard it just got. It's coming on. Oh, it's on Switch now, right? It's on Switch now, but there's an expansion coming to the PC version. Um, it comes out on Valentine's Day, and it's all about global warming. Oh wow! No, I did not see that. Um, don't read the comments uh, on the uh, (laughs) Civilization Facebook page with the announcement trailer. Just, just don't. I I waited in because I was somewhat curious. Um, (laughs) just, just don't if you want to have faith in humanity. (laughs) 
Just, just okay. stay out of the comments. Stay out of the comments in general, general. particularly <laughs> that one. Just yeah. do yourself a favor. Yeah. I took the bullet for you. Okay. <laughs> Movies and TV. April. April is awesome. <laughs> Not just because it's my birthday month, but we got confirmation last week, as I said, and I had a feeling something was going to get announced about this while I was away. Uh, Game of Thrones season eight will be coming in April. They don't have a specific date, but it's definitely April. They released this cool little montage with uh, no new footage, but like um, all the old footage, like from the first season on and you watch all the way through it and it says April 2019 is when the new season is coming. So I know everybody was like almost like every all my friends are talking to were like, oh, we heard it's not coming till June. And, you know, there was that whole thing going on because the special effects person said, oh, I got work to do till June. And I, I just I honestly thought that that was just the beginning of trolling season. And it's only <laughs> going to it's only going to get worse now. Right. Um, but but yeah. And then, you know, HBO said we're going to air all of our episodes before Emmy cutoff date. So, and that's yeah. the end of May. So yeah. yeah. And it's coming in April. I'm super excited. I have lots of things that I want to do for the geek embassy. Yay. I was waiting to know the release date. So I can right. sort of start planning plan yeah. my stuff. Cause I didn't want to throw all my stuff out there and have it be like three months until right. the start. Um, yeah. Not only because that's not crazy newsworthy, but it'd be a lot better for views on the Geek Embassy if I do it yes. leading up to it. So if there's um, anything that we've learned, it's needing to be timely. Timely, yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's coming. I've been watching. Uh, huge surprise! I've been watching um, through this uh, whole thing again. I mean, of I, course you have. What, I, here's the thing: at this point, <laughs> Regina and I are just going to assume that you're in the middle of a watch through. <laughs> I don't, it, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Like it's, you know, um, yeah. here's what I want to know. All right. So here are the following. So it's going to air on a Sunday. Yeah. Here are the Sundays in April of 2019. I, I prepared for this. I knew. This okay. Week, so I went <laughs> um, April 7th, April 14th, the 21st and the 28th. The 21st is Easter Sunday. Um, and I don't know if that's relevant, but I thought I would point it out. It's mm. important to me and my dad's a minister. What we could do. I, I don't know if they would want to rock Game of Thrones premiere on Easter Sunday. Uh, do you think I they would know. ignore the holiday? Um, also, when is the Emmy cutoff in May? And how many episodes are there? There are we can work six, backwards. There are six episodes. Yeah, there's six and episodes. The, the cutoff okay. is the end of May. It's May 31st. Okay, that doesn't so maybe, mean that they're running all the way up to the cutoff. Um, well, that means the 28th so, is out of the question. The okay. 28th is not possible if they're looking for that because let me just make my little calendar bigger. Um, yeah, right. Like, so the, the last Sunday in May, there are, there are only four Sundays in May. So um, if they want to, if there are six episodes and they're airing all of them in a row before the Emmy cutoff, then they cannot have it be the, the only, the, the latest they can do it is the 21st, which is Easter. Mm -hmm. So they really only have three days they could start if their goal is to have them all out by Emmy cutoff. Yeah. Uh, so 7th, 14th, 21st. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I think it would be cool to have the the seventh, not because it's the first one, but also because my birthday is the fifth, and so right. that would be a nice little. Nice that'd little be a very second. crazy yeah. birthday weekend because your birthday yes. is on a Friday. Yes, and then you could have all sorts of birthday shenanigans and and have cake while you watch um, <laughs> Dragon Murder. So, so you, I agree. I think the seventh makes sense because they don't want. I I, I think the seventh makes sense. Because they, they said they're going to get them all out before May, but there's no way that they're going to air the final episode the week after the penultimate episode. There's just no way. They need time for the press tour and the shenan- like in the buildup. I think five weeks, a break, and then the final shebang is the, is the appropriate cadence. Mm, I don't know. They've never broken up the season. It's always been straight through. I mean, I, it's not, I guess, not unheard of, but HBO doesn't typically break up the seasons of their shows. It's not like a network thing where they take a break in the end of December or whatever. They've, you know, I don't know, Regina, do you know of anything on HBO that does that? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I yeah, so I don't, yeah, I haven't watched a show that's taken like a hiatus at any point or like taken a week off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I can't wait to see. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just finished watching um, season three today, and uh, you know, I'm always looking for you know new angles. New and lots of these characters are. I'm really appreciating some of the the dialogue and the the thinking behind these characters because um, you know, season three is when the red wedding happens, and so I'm I just finished watching the last episode, which is the episode after the red wedding, um, where Tyrion is talking to his dad about how that wasn't cool, basically. <laughs> um, and um, so, and then Tywin says something like, "Tell me why it's more noble to kill ten thousand people on the battlefield and six at dinner, right?" And that I mean, that's a it's a really good point. Yeah, know? like um, you know, as, as discussion. Yeah, as yeah. terrible as Tywin is, like that's that's a reasonable thing to think. Like, why should ten thousand people die when you can just end this war by killing six people? Right. At a wedding at a dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, so that's Game of Thrones. It's coming in April. I've got, I still have to do some thinking about predicting some of the stuff, but I've got quite a few at this point. And I think my, my end game who sits on the iron throne prediction is could be a little out there, but, um, but I'm not going to talk about that. Just we have, we'll have to save that content for um, when it all, for, you know, right around when it starts. Yep. We need and to we need to do a show right before where you, Isabella, and I all get together. Yeah, and talk. You have to make predict. You have to have a predictions yeah. show. Yep, that's yeah. what we're gonna It'd do. Truly, like an E three press conference that's yeah. gonna be six weeks long. You have to have <laughs> predictions at the beginning. You have the advantage of having a mid season catch up. It's like you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we need to discuss this more, but I know we skipping episodes when we did our. You can oh, see yeah, watches no, we last year. That. We're gonna have to do it for every episode. Yeah. There's just yeah, Absolutely. there's just no way. Yeah, we just have I've to also heard it. too. I mean, there are six episodes, but I've also heard that some of these episodes are going to be approaching the two hour mm-hmm. mark. Some of them are yeah. gonna be like movie length. Yeah. So yeah, the yes, there are six episodes, but I don't think the actual 
time yeah. is actually being reduced. I want to record them live like the day after. Oh, I want to record live. I was just like, I want to record them live. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> no, not like as I'm watching. Although, you know, people do that. that but Although, wait, that would be... That would be primo content, at least it would be. for a watch along. Yeah. For the finale. Yeah. <laughs> Although do I don't that think for one show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe not for the finale. For the the, the second to the finale. Yeah, that's I don't know. when everything always happens. I don't know how interesting that would be, at least from from me, because I don't I don't typically have crazy reactions. Like every once in a while I will. Like the only crazy reaction I had during this last season was because there was a piece of information that I was wanting to see, like whether it was or was not true. And um, it happened. And that was um, the fact that Rhaegar and Lyanna were actually married. Right. Now, we all knew that that they, you know, this wasn't a kidnapping type thing. Right. That, yeah. yeah. But the, the question of whether they were actually married had never been dealt with. And then I love the way that it comes up is like, you know, Gilly's reading this thing and she's like, oh, yeah, this maester provided an annulment to Prince Ragger. And Sam doesn't even <laughs> listen to her at that point because <laughs> he's going on about other stuff. But as I had the reaction when that, when that piece of information came up, I was like, right. oh! and I'm just like, what? I'm like, Jon Snow's not a bastard. Nope. It's huge. Yeah. So, anyhow. Yep. But that said, Stephen, you need to catch up before. I do. Um, before <laughs> it starts. So it's already November. So you actually should be starting to, if you want to do like one episode a month of season seven, you need to be starting. I'm probably just gonna binge watch it. It's gonna oh, be okay. okay. I'm, gonna lo- I'm gonna do it like I did with Star Wars and just mm. schedule a weekend and just watch it all at once. Okay. Are you sure you can do that? I mean, I know you don't like the show, so I didn't know if you would have the stomach for two. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll like it. I'll schedule okay. two days and we'll make it work. I mean, so remember, much. um, I-, I would like to point out that I um I played Nickelodeon go-kart racers uh for content. <laughs> okay. If I can play that, I can watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> like dudes with swords and dragons and zombies and stuff. Like it I, I mean it's uh, it, Yeah, it, I never understood why you didn't like it in the first place. Because if I was gonna watch adult entertainment which is what basically what the first couple of seasons were. I wasn't going to watch fake adult entertainment. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what you're saying? We've been over this. We've been over this. If I was going to go, I'm just going to go. And this was just it's the same reason I I don't go to strip clubs. They, they did move out of the brothel. I will. I understand, and you have mentioned yeah. that. And yeah. You know what? The I one episode really- that I saw. The one episode I saw, because I watched the one with the Battle of the Two Armies or whatever. Yeah, right? yes, with, yeah. Like, I watched that, and there were, like, miraculously no exposed breasts. It was weird. I was like, oh, my God. I think it only happened twice in all of season seven. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's like, only the nudity warning a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I want to make it clear. It's not that I'm a prude. It's just that, I mean, <laughs> if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And this is just so <laughs> Um, also, I really hate every single one in that show. I just wanted – I watched an episode and I read part of the book and I hated everyone. Yeah. I'm, 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 I want to like some of them for you. 
This is, okay. this is for you, Nicole. Okay. It's for you. Because I, because we're best friends. Uh, right. How did you hate Arya? I don't understand that. How can yeah, anybody hate Arya? Because she was a nothing burger in the first episode. She was a nothing burger. She, she was, was just a like, kid. She was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Still. I didn't, that's the, that ultimately that's what happened, right? Like, I was not, I, I, they lost me so fast that the characters mm-hmm. that were a slow burn with the characters that were supposed to be right up in your face right in the beginning, they drove me away so fast that the characters that were a slow burn that I probably would have liked were, um, you know, like they, they oh, I didn't see them. So yeah. I am, I am certain that it is a special case that is me. Okay. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's weird. I mean, everyone who finds out that I don't like Game of Thrones thinks that it's weird. You are not <laughs> unique in that. Everybody's like, how do you not like Game of Thrones? You're like a giant nerd. <laughs> and, um, and I'm like, I know. And they're like, you LARP and stuff. Why? What, <laughs> isn't LARPing just like Game of Thrones only like in? And I'm like, decidedly no. There's rules against that stuff. <laughs> You don't get to just kill people to sit in their chairs in LARPing. LARPing. I mean, you could not literally kill them. I was talking about the other stuff, guys. Right, yes. you were talking about the boobies. (laughs) Talking about the other stuff. There's rules. Right, yeah. Okay, so that's coming in April. You can expect me to talk about it even more than I have. Um, I'm going to be pretty insufferable coming up. We're going to have to do um, like they do with uh, Jonathan Dornbush on Podcast Beyond, where they give him exactly one minute to talk about Kingdom Hearts every episode. Like he gets <laughs> one minute and it's a timer. Uh, we'll give you two minutes because you're the host. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Moving on then. So Venom, believe it or not, is uh, making lots of money. <laughs> it has now outgrossed every single X-Men movie. Um, critics seem to think it's terrible uh, almost universally, but it's it's making a lot of money, which is surprising to me. I had no idea. I mean, I'm not crazy. Like, I thought it sort of looked interesting because I don't know a ton about the character and, you know, whenever I talk to Isaac about it, he gives me this really long explanation, which I'm sure is completely true, but I would rather sort of watch it and not have to just try to um, listen to Isaac explain it. Um, but, um, but anyhow, so it's making, it's making a lot of money, which yes, is surprising. Is. Do you guys, do you think that's surprising? What? I mean, no, I mean, yes. I don't know. I mean, here's one of my students waxed poetic about how good it was. She's been to see it three times. Who has I, one of my students? Oh, okay. So uh, it may it might be just not our generation that it's like resonating uh, with. I don't know. Well, like I'm interested in seeing it, so I'll probably will eventually. But um, yeah, I think it's just really stupid and therefore good, right? Like <laughs> that's a thing. I mean, how many people really, really love Napoleon Dynamite? That's right? true. <laughs> like, how many people really love Napoleon Dynamite? How many people really like? One of my favorite movies of all time is Dude, Where's My Car? Literally, Dude, Where's My Car? Right? People like inexplicable things. And the reality is, this is a right place, right time thing, right? Like, it's not... Like, critics... I mean, critics dislike stuff. And I think a lot of critics 
were taking themselves too seriously and they were expecting an Avengers movie or Spider-Man Homecoming or, you know, Iron Man. And the reality is that's not what Venom was ever going to be. Yeah. Um, Venom is an R-rated superhero put into a PG-13 movie. Um, and uh, Tom Hardy um, embraced the super comical side of that fact. Um, and as a result, it's ridiculous. Um, I think it's great. I, I mean, I, I do. I have, I have no interest in watching it, and I will never watch it um, because there's no reason for me to watch a Venom movie with no Spider-Man in it. Um, <laughs> there's just no reason. It's a waste of my life. Um, I, I have more valuable things to do, like nap. Um, but like, I'm glad that it's making money. Sony needs some hits, and you know, like make yeah. it big, and then put Spider-Man in it. Like it, for me, that's what's happening here. They're gonna make this. They're gonna make. This, you know, because they're already they've already greenlit Morbius, the Living Vampire, and you know they have the rights to all these Spider-Man villains. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to give them their movies, and they're going to create this cinematic universe that's all about the Spider-Man villains. And then they're going to give a Spider-Man origin story um, after Spider-Man is done in the MCU. Like eventually, they're going to say, "Okay, we're done." And Spider-Man's going to show up and, you know, they're going to have their own Spider-Man fighting with all these things. That's what it feels like to me. Sony's letting Marvel borrow him to make him popular again. And especially now that Venom is doing its thing, they're just going to follow this this pattern with a bunch of other obscure, um, you know, Spider-Man villains. You know, Morbius, Kraven the Hunter, Black Cat. And then just cast a Spider-Man or... Um, get Tom Holland to do it. Right. You know, like he's Spider-Man. Who knows what the legal rights are behind that? I mean, good. Make money. Do it. <laughs> I, I would love to see Tom, freaking Tom, Tom Holland's Spider-Man go against Tom Hardy's um, Venom. That sounds like it would be great to me. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm in. So, um, so I'm going to see Wreck-It Ralph this weekend. I can't wait. Anna's super excited to see it. Um, I didn't know till like two weeks ago that Gal Gadot actually has a voice <laughs> of a character in there. So um, she's been tweeting about that. So I'm super excited to see that. Um, Fantastic Beasts is out now. I haven't seen that. My one friend has, and she is over the moon about it, but she's crazy like Harry Potter worship. So I take everything that she says sort of with a grain of salt. I just read an article that, um, yeah, I guess they, I just read an article that they have Minerva McGonagall teaching one of the characters. Oh, but McGonagall was born like 30 years in the original storyline. McGonagall was born 30 years after that born 30 years after that person went to school, but she's her, uh, Oh, okay. It was in the Mary Sue. So I'm a little like, okay, so I guess we're going to have some continuity issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's okay, you know. Yeah. Unless they plan to, like, merge the two yeah. stories, then yeah. I think it's it's all right. But they're supposed to be in the same universe. Yeah. They are. are supposed, they are canonically supposed to be prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, But, and this is the, this is the thing that I read, <laughs> is... Um, remember what happened last time we had prequels to yeah. a series of generationally beloved films. Yeah. Um, yeah. The difference is people actually like these. And so yeah. shenanigans like that will very easily be forgiven and rewritten yeah. and retconned to make, you know, they'll just say that her birthday yeah. was locked. 
They'll just say she was lying about her birthday. Well, they're saying there's like a time. Her. There's a time thing, like where the timelines got kind of confused and messed up because of some of the magic that was being done. And that that. Yeah, a, I don't know something why? about whether McGonagall is in that or not. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, you know, I just. I mean, I like I like at least some I, I like timeline consistency in my stuff. With that said, um, <laughs> with that said, um, if people love you know like the reason people bitched about everything in the Star Wars prequels is because they hated them. Right. If they like these movies, then the inconsistencies will either be retconned or just ignored. And yeah. I don't care. I mean, either one it sounds fine. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the first one. Anna really liked the first one. Um, I was going to try to get tickets like, um, but like uh, it's in the Dolby cinema where I live, where the movie theater has one Dolby um, theater in it. And it's in that it's in the Dolby theater. That's the movie that's in the Dolby theater. Cause I was checking cause we tried never ever to see movies in the regular way um, if they're available in Dolby. So I had to check for that because um had to make sure that Wreck-It Ralph, if that was in the Dolby Theater, that that's where we were going. But it wasn't Wreck-It Ralph. I'm like, well, what the heck is in the Dolby Theater then? And it turns out it's it's Fantastic Beast. But the tickets have been sold out every hour of the day for like the entire week and a half. And right. I'm like, man, I hope I get to go see it before something else pops into the theater. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, so my Harry Potter crazy friend liked it. Like I said, I don't... Um, I. I'm going to say I don't believe her, but I take everything she says with a grain of salt because she's a very, very positive fan. She was, she's not one of the ones that'll come and, and bitch about this being inconsistent and that, and that she just enjoys the, the franchise like me with game of Thrones, you know, like the, the, those ridiculously fast Raven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it was a thing, but right, whatever. Travel yeah. the speed of email. That works. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Shift, not that big of a deal. Yeah. Cross continents. <laughs> yeah a few um, hours you know bullet <laughs> bullet ships instead of bullet trains so yeah that be a thing that could happen yeah so so anyhow yeah. that's how she is so but regina has seen a couple movies i have let's I talk about those <laughs> twice in one weekend i was like what's happening <laughs> who is this person um i saw the girl in the spider's web which was the third movie and the girl with the dragon tattoo is that what the book was called the third book i don't think so okay Um, i I was was, confused i i will be 100 percent honest and i didn't know it was the third when i when i decided to go see it i didn't know it was the third in the trilogy (laughs) (laughs) i was just like oh this looks cool and it stands pretty much on its own i mean you don't know the depth of the relationship between the characters but there's enough history so you can kind of see it um, but I had a friend on Facebook comment that they made the, the main character, Lisbeth, you, you know, very two dimensional. She is very two dimensional. She's mm. just sort of like doing her thing and there's not a lot of depth to her, which I didn't take as a bad thing because that's how some yeah. characters come out. That's how she is in the books too. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, that's, Oh, that's interesting. So she was like, Oh, she was better in the books, but I don't know. Maybe that's just, yeah, her, no, you know? I never would have read the books except for, you know, they were such a huge thing. They were. Yeah. So, so I, I felt like I needed to read them. Yeah. yeah they. Never I did. didn't. I read through all three of them, but yeah. I don't know why yeah. I did. <laughs> but so I enjoyed it as like a like a action film. It was pretty yeah. fun. Um, and I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, which was absolutely outstanding. Cool. 
So I loved it. I know that a lot of people are up in arms again because it's not like completely 100% faithful to Freddie Mercury's history. Um, however, I did in our chat, in our Slack, I don't know if you guys saw, but um, people were concerned because there's um, insinuation in the trailers that he's bisexual and that they only like portray him as bi, but it became very clear through the story of the movie that that they addressed him yeah. being gay and him having AIDS, even though it didn't fall in the timeline for, because he didn't know he had AIDS when he performed at Live Aid. Right. He didn't know he yeah. had AIDS yet. He was to find out later. But in the movie, they portray it that he's already, he already knows and that the band mm. already knows. So um, yeah, there's some inconsistencies in the, in the actual history. But again, since I said, I like when things are done in the spirit of it, it yeah. was definitely cool for that. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really but, cool. Yeah. Steven, have you seen anything recently? Uh, no, no. No. Um, regrettably so. Um, but we're going to see, uh, Wreck-It Ralph this weekend. Yeah. Cool. Which, so I mean, next unless episode. The, unless the world explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next episode, we'll be able to talk about Wreck-It Ralph. Books and comics. <laughs> Fire and Blood um, was released today. This Tuesday, the 20th. Fire and Blood is the history of the Targaryens um, written by George R. R. Martin. It's funny. There's this little trailer they have about the book on YouTube where he comes up and he's like, this book isn't actually written by me. It's And at first I was like, huh, what? And he's like, it's written by Maester such and such. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, right. Whatever. You're writing as a character. Don't right. be stupid. You still yeah. wrote it. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, but he talks okay. about that maester kind of being um, not so happy uh, with the Targaryens. So it's going to be, I haven't started it yet. I have it downloaded. It sounds like it's going to be somewhat of an unre unreliable narrator deal, which could be interesting. Um, so, but that is out. Lots of people. I mean, I, I don't care because I am under uh, no illusions that George R. R. Martin will not ever finish Song of Ice and Fire. People who are really wanting him to finish Song of Ice and Fire are kind of mad that he went and did this instead of writing The Winds of Winter, which is supposed to be the next book. But apparently, according to a story on Vice, he's gone into hiding. Right. <laughs> in a cabin in the woods. In a cabin in the woods. So that he can finish the book. Um good on him it's not ever gonna i i've said this many many times i don't think it's ever gonna happen uh winds of winter was supposed to be done in 2015 it was supposed to be done last year it's just and it's been god how many years has it been since dance of dragons let me just look that up it's been a long time in 2011 so it's been seven years uh so yeah um, but he's in hiding. And like I said on Facebook, it's probably because like he knows there's a huge backlash. So mm -hmm. he's going to hide from that. Yeah. So. I still <laughs> yeah. don't think he's going to finish it. Yeah, no. It's just at this point, I'm kind of I'm of the thinking of what's what's the point, really? You know, because although the show has deviated from certain parts of the plot line, from my understanding the end, end, end is going to be what he thinks the end of the suit of it's going to be when it's written. So, um, so I think that's why it's, he's going to be like that. That there's, there you go. There's the end. There's you have it. Yep. So he can go and write other things. He's, 
Yeah, he's doing TV stuff. You know, he's working on the the prequel Game of Thrones series, which we'll probably see in 2020. He's working with the, they're doing a, uh, an HBO, someone's doing an adaptation of his sci-fi books. And apparently someone's going to do an adaptation of one of his other books too. And he uh, has his hands involved in all of those projects as well. So, um, but that's okay. I mean, I'm happy to read about the Targaryens again. Um, <laughs> the, the, there's like a brief history in the uh, World of Ice and Fire book. Um, but it'll be interesting to see this sort of gone um, into detail uh, with some of the other. Yeah, to read that soon. Um, I, although I'm, I started something last night because I was waiting for Fire and Blood to download. It was like 1130 at night. And that they're really technical technical about these releases. I was not going to be able to read it till midnight. So, <laughs> so I had to jump into something else because I wasn't going to stay up till midnight, but I need to read before I go to bed or I can't sleep. Um, but I had just finished this book called The Bear and the Nightingale, which is part of a trilogy called the Winter Night Trilogy. It is a fantasy trilogy. The reason I started reading it in the first place is because Naomi Novik um, had good things to say about it. And they said it's written in and Naomi Novik is the author of Uprooted, which is one of my, fa- my, my favorite books of recent memory. Um, she likes this book. Uh, people said it's sort of written in the same type of vein. It's like a Russian fairy tale-ish things. Um, and it was really good. I really loved it. So I started the second one. It's called The Girl in the Tower, but Baron the Nightingale. Highly recommend it, especially if you like Naomi Novik's um, Uprooted and Spinning Silver. So, um, so yeah. And then I also finished, it's been this is a long time since we recorded, but yeah, yes, it is. Regina talked about um, The Girl with the Red Balloon. I read that and finished it as well. I thought that was really good. The only issue I had with it, and I love the sort of multiple point of view things, Mm -hmm. but I feel like Kai's and Ellie's voices were not quite different enough because in some cases I'm reading through a chapter, like I had stopped the chapter or something and I open up and be like, okay, who's talking now? Yeah. So, and that happened with the um, third book in the Divergent trilogy. I forget what that one was called. Um, but that had been first person from the girl, the main girl character's perspective right. first too. And then in the third one, she added in perspective from the guy um, and it flip-flopped back and forth. And that was, re- I mean, that was really bad. Girl with Red Balloon was nowhere near as bad as that. I honestly, like, three paragraphs into a chapter could not tell the difference who, was. who was talking. So yeah. I was confused through that entire book. Um yeah, I think especially since they were supposed to have different um, native languages as well. Yeah. Could have done a little bit more with that differentiation and the eras too, because they were yeah. from different eras and she would have talked in a much more modern vernacular than he would have from yeah. you know, 30 years earlier. Yeah. Uh, but I love, I still love the way the history was intertwined and the yes. way expressed it. And I thought that that for... For young adults, I think it's a really powerful book. So I'm reading the second in the series now, The Spy with the Red Balloon, but I kind of dropped off reading. Yeah, I, so. think I, I think I downloaded that. I was definitely looking at it because as soon as I finished Girl with the Red Balloon, you know, it ends on that cliffhanger. Yeah. And then I looked up information about Spy, and apparently it's, it's completely different. It's about different characters. At the same time, I appreciate that because I, I like too. books that are not totally yeah. wrapped up. Like, yeah, that, that yeah. was a good ending. Like, yeah. I liked that. Like, I was ready to go get the next book to read more, but right. I'm okay that I don't know. Right. Yeah. There. Yeah. So. I agree. I felt the same way, but I had to go continue on because I wanted to see if I want to see if the stories intersect. 
mm. if there is something that kind of brings them together, um, especially with the way that um, the spy starts out with like the, I don't want to spoil too much, but with the government actually knowing about bullying magic. Oh, okay. Um, in a different era. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I guess it's kind of the same era. Is it the same era? It's when they were developing the the um, atom bomb. That's the same because they dropped it in World War Two, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's so it's yeah. the first the first because like Girl with Red Balloon is three, right? So it's the first one. It's like yeah. her, her grandfather. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, Stephen, cool. have you been reading anything? I've still been slowly churning through stuff. I'm d- a deliberate reader. Partially, I'm learning. Um, that I have uh, been, I fall asleep way faster than I ever have in my life. Um, and that makes it really hard to read. Um, I'm, I'm struggling to find time. Mm. I really wish I could read more, but I fall asleep. Like why? Like I fall asleep, like on the phone sometimes. So I might have to go get that checked out. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our handle on Twitter, and we have a Facebook page. As noted at the type, top of the, the type of the show, the top of the show, I write a biweekly column for the Geek Embassy about Game of Thrones. Uh, my Twitter handle is simply at Nicole Tanner. Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy and host of the Game on Girl podcast. Regina, what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, we have our Your Favorite Thing Sucks Thanksgiving uh, coming up, so go check that out. Um, uh, we are doing a hangout this weekend. Um, oh, right. I forgot about that. I need favorite, to write that down. Favorite geeky, favorite geeky things from 2018. Um, so we're going to do kind of like a two-hour thing where we have as many people from the embassy get on. And we'll be broadcasting it live, but we'll also run it on our podcast streams after that. That's um, this weekend? It's this weekend, yes. Mm-hmm. I think I can do it. Saturday. Saturday. It'll be Saturday at 1 for you, Stephen. And for those of us mm-hmm. on the right coast, it will be 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in the morning. Crap. Yeah. I think I can do I'm it. not going to be able to do it. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Well, I was trying to make it so that um, it wasn't too late for anybody. Yeah. No. Early for anybody. No, we I understand. Had, we had at least four people say they could come at that time. So that yeah. oh, I, I saw you do the thing. I, I think did. I can do it. I think yeah. I can do it. I will okay, let you I know. I would, I would really like you to. That would I'll be great. Let you know tomorrow. Well, I'm, yeah, absolutely. I will let you know tomorrow. Okay. And we are also looking for a community manager. If anybody listening is interested in helping um, post some content to the Facebook page for the Geek Embassy, uh, shoot me a message. Uh, It is, of course, an unpaid position, uh, (laughs) but I give great reference. um, And I wasn't kidding when I said I made a comment to one of Steven's comments on my post about um, I actually did get one of our staff members her dream job. Um, and I don't think it was in small part to the glowing, absolutely glowing reference I gave. So um, if you're looking to get some social media experience and help us uh, fledgling geek site, uh, you can drop me in an, an email at Regina at uh, thegeekembassy.com or you can head over to my Twitter at DocLiz or uh, hit me up on Facebook and um, I'd love to hear from you. Cool. Yes. All right. Steven is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. What's going on at EFG, Steven? 
Man, lots of stuff. Um, you know what? The biggest thing, um, outside of the fact that everyone should uh, join our community, which is growing rapidly um, and has all sorts of new and interesting discussions happening every day, um, is, uh, and you do that by going to gagefamilygaming.com slash community. Um, I have a new podcast that I do every day. It's called the EFG Daily Commute. Um, you can find it by going to engagefamilygaming.com slash commute or just looking for the EFDGLA commute on just about every podcast service imaginable. Um, it is short, it is concise, and it is me talking about a gaming topic. Um, and it's in your feed before your lunch break. Um, so join me on my ride to work. Today I talked about why user reviews for video games and movies are absolute crap. <laughs> Uh, but other topics that I've talked about is I talked about how I name all of my characters in fantasy games. Um, I talked a bunch about E3. Uh, I took my son to the doctor one day and he explained how to play Fortnite. Nice. So, um, so yeah, you can even hear me. He did. So, um, so we, you know, it's it's meant to be light, casual, and it's more a question is posed and I answer it in somewhere between ten and twenty minutes. So. Uh, it's been cool. uh, a lot of fun. So, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna stop. So, I'm not gonna stop. anyway. All right, cool. All right, well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye.